Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Don't stress. Listen to the podcast at WTIC.com or on the free Odyssey app. What's going on with you? You rock into this weather? I love this. I Do you have a feeling that we've been... Uh, I Well, I, it occurred to me today that, that the sales pitch we've been hearing on climate change, on global warming, it's been standard political practice. And that is to try to propagandize to us rather than to um, give us clear information, accurate information to help us uh, make up our own minds. They don't ever do both sides of the story when they're pitching stuff. When they're pitching stuff, they are the car salesman just telling you how the vehicle with the biggest markup on it is the best car you've ever seen. You're going to love it. They're always on the hustle. They're always trying to put one over. So they've been telling us about how horrible climate change is going to be. Oh, global warming will be the end of the world. It's catastrophic. It is an existential threat. But did they mention we're going to have wonderful days in the middle of winter? Going into the 60s? Did they mention that? Because then you can weigh both sides of the story. I'm not even talking about their their proposed solutions, which are ridiculous, but on the argument of whether we should be scared of climate change, whether it is an existential threat or an inconvenience or an expense. 860-522-9842. Rant line number 751-4698. Rant's coming up in two hours. That's about all I have to tell you right now. Let's talk to Bill in Nagatuck. What's going on, William? Uh, yes, Todd. Thanks for taking my call. I'd like to address a question you had for one of your callers yesterday. A woman by the name of Marie uh, was beginning to suggest to you uh, looking into the Convention of States. And your question to her was how would we prevent the left from stealing it, from mm-hmm. getting involved and taking it over? 
And I have an answer for that that she didn't have. The answer lies in the resolution itself, which all 34 states would have to sign, mm-hmm. says that it's a limited it's a limited to proposing amendments to the Constitution of the United States that impose fiscal restraints on the federal government, limit the power and jurisdiction of the federal government, and limit the terms of office for its officials and for members of Congress. It's a limited affair. It's not an open convention, as was done earlier on in history when they produced the uh, United States Constitution. Are you they, an organizer they, they, they of this? Article 5. Article 5 was introduced. The last issue of Article 5 was the second clause which permitted the, con- the Convention of States because they understood that Congress would not limit its power, would not limit its, its term of office, and would not limit its spending. They understood that then. They so gave what, stops, to change that what now. stops the uh, left from doing the same thing? Well, they have. Uh, we've, we've been working on this for years. We have 19 states already signed on. They have to do their own institution to do that. They have to come up with their own resolution. Sure, they can do it. They're at liberty to do it. But it's very difficult to do, and we've been at it for a long time, and we're, we're going to get there. But, but what, how do you protect against, like, there's this, say, say you do this. You get the Convention of States. You, um, you pass the resolution you want to pass. And suddenly there's this transformative moment in American history. Suddenly we're going to start being uh, fiscally responsible again, which we haven't been in in decades. And would that not cause uproar? And wouldn't the Democrats and their media partners be campaigning full time against it and talking about the horrors of what the evil MAGA bill is trying to do? And, don't call uh, me a MAGA bill. That's wrong. That's, well, that's I never, what they'll do. Don't do that. But that's don't what they'll me. do. You, you just labeled me. And that's wrong. Well, I'm giving you a hypothetical. Now, this, happened, this did happen I'm in the 1980s. I'm giving you a hypothetical of what they'll, what they'll do to you. In the 1980s, there was a convention being called for a balanced budget amendment. And they failed to get there was, the time span that they allowed for it to happen. They failed by two states, and it didn't happen. But at that time, the left did fight against us, and we learned from them. We learned a few tricks that uh, we're not going to make a mistake like this, this time as it was done at that time. And Congress heard what happened in the 1980s, and it was Paul Simon, a big liberal Democrat from Illinois, who wrote the balanced budget amendment that the House passed and the Senate failed to pass by one vote in 1995. It's not a party issue. It's an American issue. We have to stop spending to save America, and we know it. That's only one. Now, balanced budgets are wrong simply because they cheat. We know they cheat. But we also know that since the 27th Amendment, which stopped the pay raises, Congress is a little bit less to try and buck the 27th Amendment, which they were doing in the 1980s, and in 1992, the 27th Amendment. That's only 30 years ago. The 27th so, Bill, Amendment how will, how will it work? How will this, because we've seen that all the constitutional protections that the founders put in to make sure small government would be a permanent condition in America, and no, now, no, now we're back to having... They didn't go for small government. They were, they they were going for? to allow it to grow. That's why they have Article 5, so that amendments could be added to it. Well, yes, but that's a very constricted uh, construct. It's not 27 easy 27 times it's been done. Exactly, over 240 years. Yes. What's your problem? My problem is we don't have anything resembling the American system of government anymore. That's not true. That's not true. 
We we, Tell we, me. we have we we have people taking advantage of of uh, loopholes. We have uh, politicians who don't uphold their oath. And that's exactly. a, that's an article 6 of the constitution that they have to take an oath. We have unbelieving people. They ha- they have to have some supremacy of uh, authority backing that oath. Many of them don't. And that's our fault as the people. We have not we have not held politicians responsible. Part of the Convention of States is to educate the public, to defend the Constitution, to know the Constitution, and to defend the Constitution. So the Constitution's doing fine, but we failed. That was uh, indicated to the writers at the time. There was a gentleman from Virginia who said that... No, no, I'm asking a you a question, paper. We have Bill. a piece of paper with rules Bill, on I'm it. No, I'm asking you a question. Okay, what's your question? The question is, is, is our situation that the people have failed at this point? That's part of it. And what else? What else is part of it? Because I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not against the idea of saving the country. I'm suspicious of the idea of reopening notions of what the Constitution should be to being rewritten when we don't follow the original Constitution. When we well, now have you a say huge... we don't follow the original Constitution. We don't have a president any longer than two terms of office. We have women who vote because. That was passed. We don't have slavery in our country. That's an amendment to the Constitution. So why? why those changes were it. made, and those changes were upheld. Eighteen-year-olds so can vote now. Those changes so you were made. Feel, those, uh, excuse you, me. I shouldn't use no, the word change. Me. I should excuse use the me, word Bill. amendment. Excuse me, Bill. I'd like to be able to have a conversation with you for the okay. for one more minute. Okay. Um, why are you doing this then? If things are so wonderful with the Constitution. Because the Constitution isn't the problem. The, the, the people who are, who, are, who are reading it aren't, are the problem. They're, they're not reading it correctly. We have, we have interpretation by the Supreme Court, which started with the fourth, fourth Supreme Court justice. He decided that the, that the court had oversight over what is constitutional and what is not constitutional. It was never written. You look at Article 3. There's nothing said about, well, very little said about what they can do. And it did not say that they were the arbiters of who, what is and what is not constitutional. Both the president and the Congress have the same authority as the Supreme Court to determine what the Constitution is. Bill, but, thanks for calling. Good to talk with you. 860-522-9842. We've got to take a break. We will talk more in just a moment on WTIC. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Good afternoon. Thanks for being with us. So the president had a press conference, and... uh, I thought this was interesting. Uh, think about this. There are about 184. No, this is not the president. This is Martha Raddatz on, on ABC. And she's responding to the president's press conference. Listen to what she says. Uh, think about this. There are about 184 weather balloons launched every single day. In- what? 184 weather balloons launched every single day in the united states and globally thousands and those are just weather balloons so how do you track those slow moving objects while they're trying to recalibrate and catch something like the chinese spy balloon but not a weather balloon and shoot that down with so i find this interesting in the context of the government keeping us safe which they like to say they're doing all the time keeping us safe Joe Biden will personally go up there and knock 
a weather balloon out of the sky if that's what's necessary to keep the people safe. But think of those numbers. Uh, think about this. There are about 184 weather balloons launched every single day in the United States. 184 launched every single day in the United States. And we also were reminded in this press conference that that they weren't even monitoring. They weren't monitoring for huge three school bus long balloons flying in space. They had their radar pointed in other directions. So they're not worried about weather balloons. And I guess that's why they weren't worried about the Chinese balloon. My point is this. If they are keeping us safe, especially just 20 years after September 11th, and the way they do it is by pointing the radar at fast objects flying at high speed into the country, and they're not worried about slow-moving weather balloons, why wouldn't slow-moving weather balloons be our most dangerous threat? Isn't that the thing you'd be most concerned about? Like, if, if you are, were terrorists, say, and you wanted to do a dirty bomb or drop a viral poison, whatever, make up your own scenario, how would you approach it? If the U.S. doesn't bother tracking huge, slow-moving objects that America would be uh, afraid to shoot down because something might fall on people. Listen once more. Uh, think about this. There are about 184 weather balloons launched every single day in the United States. And globally... Globally? It's more thousands and those are just weather balloons. So how do you track those slow moving objects while they're trying to recalibrate and catch something like the Chinese spy balloon, but not a weather balloon and shoot that down with? So they ignore Chinese spy balloons. And that's why they ignored this Chinese spy balloon when it flew over Alaska. And the president wasn't notified about it until it had left Alaska, gone to Canada, left Canada, come back into the U.S. through Idaho, I believe. And then, uh, and then everybody got nervous when it got to Montana because then Americans saw it. But the point I'm driving at was, was there ever an honest response to this? Did they ever tell us the truth about what was going on? Or did they, have they just been reacting on the basis of what looks best for them to do. What's best for them to do? In other words, how do I look like a tough president? Okay, I shoot it down. I wait. I shoot it down when it's over water. Keep everyone safe. And then I shoot down everything we see for a couple of days. And then I tell everyone I shouldn't have shot those things down because they were just junk in space. I'm a little confused by the whole thing. Bob and Waterbury, what's up? Yes, I've heard from scientists and uh, not doomsdayers, but uh, something that more 
worse than like an atomic bomb or new, like an EMP, electronic. Um, uh, it would some it was something that was exploded and it was like a nuclear bomb, but it doesn't have the death not like a nuclear bomb, but it would create an electromagnetic uh, yeah, field. That, that yeah, w- right. Pulse. That, that and that that blast would. And that would knock out everything. We'd lose our electrical right. grid. We wouldn't be able to start our cars. Everything with a chip be in it would nothing. be ruined. Then, then yeah. you're going to have anarchy. I mean, if they loaded one of those on these float, little balloon just floating across. And exactly my concern. Yeah, that, that's worse than anything else. So why would you not have radar looking for slow-moving balloons that anybody could launch? Because 154 of them go up every day just in the U.S. and thousands around the world. I mean, I don't know how big that thing would have to be to be electronic magnetic pulse, um, but it would seem to me that that big balloon at three buses big would be certainly strong enough to lift this thing up. Um, you would think so, wouldn't you? Sort of, I, yeah, so I, I'm more worried about that than anything else because if our telephones and cell phones and the power goes off, we're going to have anarchy here because our electric grid sucks. Um, yeah, I mean, we won't we even be... We wouldn't even be in a good position for anarchy, I don't think. I mean, nothing would work. Our computers wouldn't work, and therefore nothing no. would work. No, and then you know what? The only people who would, would make out would be people with guns, so don't get rid of your guns. <laughs> well, good point, and gold, I guess, as well. Thank you, Bob, for the call. 860-522-9842, which raises the question. Bob brought it exactly where I wanted to go with this conversation. If, why are they paying no attention? to these balloons if these balloons are the danger for us these appear to be a big danger but maybe the president knows something we don't maybe the u.s government knows something we don't nope nobody would ever use one of the thousands of weather balloons that is launched every day in the world nobody would ever use one of those to do some kind of malicious attack is that what they're is that the implication well maybe that's the case maybe they have some way of being guaranteed of that I just don't get what that is. I don't understand what the what the thing is that makes them feel so safe that they can ignore anything that isn't a high speed bomb of sorts missile coming in at higher altitudes. So they had the radar aimed higher looking for fast moving things, not slow moving things. Makes no sense to me, but maybe you've got an explanation. 860-522-9842. Time for a news update on WTIC. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there. 
to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Why wait? Come on. Oh, come on, why wait? You can rant right now at 860-751-4698 on The Todd Feinberg Show. Thursday afternoon as another week races away from us, and we have delightful weather we want to cling to. It's really a beautiful thing. 860-522-9842. We'll talk more about this subject, but Kathy Flaherty joins us now. Kathy Flaherty, a legal advocate for people suffering with mental health health issues and trying to deal with the state bureaucracy of mental health. Kathy Flaherty from CLRP.org. Thanks for being here, Kathy. Thanks for having me again, Todd. So I want to play this uh, little clip of you testifying before the state legislature, a committee on public safety and security, something like that? Correct. What was this hearing about? Well, each hearing has a number of bills on its agenda, so it wasn't on any one particular topic. I happened to be testifying in my CLRP capacity um, in opposition to several bills, and then in my personal capacity, I was testifying in favor of one of the bills on the agenda. Okay, so the, you were you're around the horn on a bunch of different bills and uh, under different auspices. So this is you talking personally. I take it. Um, well, it depends what clip you're about to play. The, the, the last thing that you said. <laughs> okay. At that point, I was talking in both my personal and professional capacity. I mean, the, per- okay. the thing that was truly personal was the uh, bill about the personal uh, bombs and uh, photo equipment. So. All right. Listen, listen to this. Uh, I don't know if we're uh, talking about the same thing, but here we go. Wait a sec. Why aren't you louder? Let's try it again. Believe me, as a lawyer representing people with psychiatric disabilities, I have lost a bunch of people 
over the last 30 years. I've come close to losing myself multiple times. It is hard, but what I need, I really do need all of you to understand is that some of what you think helps us also hurts us. And that's really the most important thing I can let you know. So that was it. That was the end of a lot of conversation back and forth. And you were kind of frustrated. And I guess they were kind of frustrated because um, they couldn't follow what it was you were trying to warn them about in a discussion about how to protect the rights of people who might be getting picked up for their own protection, say homeless people who were um, being taken in on a cold night and you were concerned maybe that they were going to be admitted to a mental health facility. This is what I gathered, and that and that they might get trapped in it. They might be forcibly, uh, basically put behind mental health bars and not be fully aware of what they were signing up for. Was that right? I, that That's a pretty good summary of it, uh, Todd. There were, there were three bills on the agenda that day that were – talking about um, expanding laws in terms of addressing people in crisis. And, you know, based on my personal experience as a person in recovery um, and based in, on the decades I, I've served as a, as a lawyer for people living with mental health conditions, the strategies still tend to rely too much on coercion in, instead of um, – you know, people who think that they're truly acting out of compassion and out of care. And they, uh, you know, I think um, some of the members of the committee, you know, asked me the same question multiple times and I kept giving them the same answer and I, I wasn't going to change my answer. Um, so that, I think that was frustrating for both sides. And mm -hmm. then, you know, other people, um, you know, erected, you know, straw men to fight against instead of actually engaging with me on what I was saying to them. They just created another fictional scenario and try to try to make assumptions about what I wanted them to do that were actually just false. So that was frustrating for me. Um, you know, one of the things when you're sitting in the chair, it's you mean giving testimony? You think yeah, giving testimony. It's after you leave. You're like, there was something I really wanted to say, mm -hmm. and of course, you think of it five minutes later, and at that point, it's too late. Well, that's um, how everything important is. But the thing, the reason I like talking with you is because you you are trying to get the system, the mental health system in the state of Connecticut, to be more compassionate and to do things better for people. And when I listen to a hearing like this, I I. <laughs> I get this feeling of how hopeless that whole scenario is that the that it's all so big and it's also um, the system is is so committed to doing things its own way. Like they're considering a bill. Tell us why we shouldn't pass it. It seems to be their attitude. And you you're trying to make a point and they say, oh, well, I don't get it. What do you want us to do? Sort of response. And ultimately, you came up with this statement that we played at the end, and I thought that was powerful. You said to them that they are, well, let me just play that last piece at the end again, because I think this is really a meaningful thing. It is hard, but what I need, I really do need all of you to understand is that some of what you think helps us 
also hurts us. Now, to me, that is the epitaph of, of big government, that big government can't do better than what you just described. And it seemed this hearing seemed to be them trying to tell you, stop trying to make us help people. We're trying to pass legislation here. Do you want us to pass it or not? And tell us why. But don't tell us, you know, how we can make it better. Because that's not what we do. We say yes or no. We don't make it better. That's actually a fascinating way to look at it. And I hadn't thought of it that way. But what I would say is, if I'm correct in remembering what happened after I made those remarks, um, the Democratic senator co-chair of that committee, um, Senator Gaston, said what I'm hearing you say is that the people closest to the problem are most likely to have the solution and we need to listen to those folks. And I remember sitting in the chair nodding and saying, yes, that is exactly what so I So that's a breakthrough say. for Even you. If, um, it's always a relief when at least one of the people around the circle um, has clearly heard what I'm trying to say. And that's not to say the rest of them haven't. I think the other thing, just straight up, is the public hearings aren't necessarily the best way to uh, come to solutions of these things. I think one of the things that I have so appreciated from members of the General Assembly this year is, you know, I'm usually testifying fairly late in the hearing, and there's nothing more frustrating as someone who, you know, has both personal and professional experience in a particular area is waiting around all day, testifying for the three minutes, and then getting no engagement. I don't mind having a long conversation. I actually think a lot more conversations happen outside of the public hearing, mm -hmm. and I really hope that they will consider um, taking me up on my offer to talk with them more because they're obviously very busy. I'm very busy, but there are ways to make things work, and I do think that People are coming into this conversation because they have ideas about what will improve the state of Connecticut. The way I look at it is I'm here to try to help them do their job better. They can choose to listen to me or not. It's at the end of the day, it's their call. Sure. You're just trying to uh, get your voice heard. For me, I like us to understand better how government works. I come from the side where I find government appalling that it is endless in its lust for for growth and all it does is grow itself and it does it through any means possible any way it can trick us into or cajole us or force us whatever to to spend more they will tell us the opposite is happening to make sure we don't stand in their way of endless expansion so I like listening to this to to get a, a more uh, street-level feeling of how it happens. How is it that people who think they're helping or want to be helping or trying their best to help are unable to help because they're dealing with a systemic condition that makes it really hard to care about people? And it makes it really hard to make sure that the billions of dollars that are spent to help people do more than just grease the wheels of big government. Well, I, I think that's why, and I think it was something we talked about a couple of years ago, not years, a couple of weeks ago, 
um, where more people should get involved in the process. Of course, that makes the public hearings longer, but I think that's actually a good sign that people want to be engaged and communicate their views to our elected officials. Um, And, you know, I know for, for me, um, it's that opportunity to not only put in my perspective, but also encourage other people, some of whom agree with me and some of whom don't, um, to also have their voices heard because there are multiple ways to, you know, put information into these folks. And then every two years we have elections and we vote for these folks. So ultimately it's a, if, if government is failing, is that not actually a failure on all of our part because we're the ones who put people into office? No, I, I think that's true. It, but we're so many thousands of miles down the road of having lost control that I don't know that people can see their responsibility anymore because it's just this big huge machinery that nobody knows how to tweak and we don't have the controls for and the people who do have the controls who are supposed to represent us don't represent us but they tell us all kinds of stories about how they do and how much they love us and care about us so it's hard for us to get a handle on the things that we're talking about yeah, the, the thing I was struggling to remember the other night when I was testifying was a quote from C.S. Lewis, and if you'll indulge me, I'd just oh, like yes, to read part of it. Um, of all tyrannies, a tyranny sincerely exercised for the good of its victims may be the most oppressive, dot, dot, dot. Um, those who torment us for our own good will torment us without end, for they do so with the approval of their own conscience. And that's from well, C.S. Lewis. Wow. And it, I, that was what I really wanted to say. I don't know that it would have necessarily went over really well if I had said it at the hearing. So I'm kind of glad I didn't remember it at the time. But that's really what I want to try to sometimes communicate to a lot of folks, because especially in Connecticut, land of steady habits, we've done a lot of things in the same way for a very long period of time. And some of the, at least some of those things that we do, we do because we think those are best for the people that we're trying to do right by. And when more of those people are telling us, wait, this actually isn't helping, those are the folks we need to listen to. And then we need to change. Kathy Flaherty, CLRP.org. Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. As always, we'll talk to you again next week. That's Kathy. Appreciate it. Um, that that was a heavy quote, so I'll read that for you again when we continue. Stay with us on WTIC. Now, back to the Don Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Oh, yeah. C.S. Lewis, that was, that quote. I love that quote. Yeah, it's a quote on Robert Barron's about about the oppressiveness of the um, of the robber barons, of big, uh, ag- aggressive, ruthless business people. But the ruthless business people of today, the, the dirty rich of today, are those in politics. There is nothing, there is no system as big and oppressive and ruthless and destructive as modern government. They have replaced the robber barons. 
Of all the tyrannies, a tyranny sincerely exercised for the good of its victims may be the most oppressive. That is government. A tyranny sincerely exercised for the good of its victims may be the most oppressive. Of course, we've moved past that for the most part, and we are on to, they understand that it's the most oppressive, but they get power from it, and they're going to keep doing it. It would be better to live under robber barons than under omnipotent moral busybodies. The robber baron's cruelty may sometimes sleep. His cupidity may at some point be satiated. But those who torment us for their own goodwill torment us without end, for they do so with the approval of their own conscience. That seems to be where government is. You know, that moral smugness that they possess that they flash at us, uh, that moral superiority, that sense that they're doing some wonderful thing as they ruin everything and destroy our system of government. It's nuts, nuts, it seems to me. Dave's in Windsor. Hi, Dave. Hey, how you doing, Todd? Uh, just a comment. I'm not going to debate the uh, oppressiveness of the government and all that, but I would uh, put forward uh, the pharmaceutical, com pharmaceutical companies aren't doing too great a job of taking care of uh, the people. Well, the problem I think that you have, though, is that the pharmaceutical companies are working in cahoots with the government. I don't know about that one. Well, what are um, what are they doing wrong? What is the harm that you uh, see oh, coming just from? Take drug everything. Companies? They take everything from epipens to uh, to uh, uh, to uh, uh, insulin. And I would agree with you. Yes because they just lowered the price of insulin for seniors, but they didn't do it for the rest of the people. Well, so the look, people, I, you so see, I see. I, that, I, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, so the poor people that, uh, you know, are living, uh, you know, they may be making 80 grand a year with a family of four, and they got to pay, uh, you know, three, four hundred dollars a month for the kids, uh, uh, for the kids insulin that used to cost uh, five bucks or, or inhalers, look at inhalers, what they do with inhalers. Uh, yeah. You're right. They are in cahoots with the government. They're in cahoots with the FDA. They're proving all this well, stuff. In the meantime, they don't care about whether you die or not. They could care less. If you can't afford the medicine, you die. They don't give it to you. Dave, thank you for the call. Good to hear from you. I actually disagree on that part of it. I think it's a huge mistake for government to ever get involved with the free markets, and we'd be much better off. There will be so much. This is like rent control. What it does is it stops the renovations of apartments and stops the creation of new spaces to live. That's how rent control works. And I think price controls do the same thing. They say to people, okay, we won't invest in drugs, and much more harm will be done. 860-522-9842. Let's get a traffic update. If we may, check in with Mark Christopher in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Hey, Mark. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 